Deserter. The podcast that's like the articles we used to write on the website, but now we just say it. And that allows us to do it in the pub. Everybody's happy. Well, we're happy. That's the main thing. That is the main thing. Uh, in today's show, letters, crisps, dossers, something called social media. Pubs, drugs and mugs. And hugs. Uh, no, that's another oh. podcast. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Although we are in society and culture with all the relationship stuff. Oh, are we? Oh, no. Let's have a hug. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, before any of that, uh, our first pub quiz, right? Yes. Where are we? Vinny? I don't know. You're confused, aren't you? Yeah. Are we Why in East Dulwich? We are in East Dulwich. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. We're on the edge. I'll give you that. Right. Here's your yeah. first clue, right there. Right, okay. What else? I don't know much about this pub, I have to say. Um, well, it's an old Truman pub. Okay. Um, it's where I first paid over £5 for a pint. You always remember your first time, don't you? Yeah. Uh, except in this case, it was £6. Jesus. And that was quite a leap. So it was known as very spenny. I don't know if it yeah. still is known as that. Because mm. I forgot to look what my half a landlord cost. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, it used to be called briefly The Rose. I'm not oh. going to say what it was called before that, because I think it will give it away. Okay. Um, uh, so, yeah, we are in SE22, in a pub formerly known as The Rose, briefly. Um, with a, I will say, it's got a bus stop named after its old name. That, that shouldn't happen, should it? No, they need to move with the times, these yeah. bus people. Yeah. Okay, for one English pint... Where in the world are we? Okay, Benny, where did we land? So we landed at Watson's General Telegraph. Yeah, uh, on the Forest Hill Road. Yeah. Which is presumably why it was once called the Forest Hill Tavern. Even e- though you claim it's in East Dulwich. Well, it's certainly not in Forest Hill. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, and the bus stop is still called the Forest Hill Tavern. It's so confusing. Yeah, yeah, it's very confusing. And the confusion will only continue later with the next pub. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Early clue. Only had one point. Speak <laughs> <laughs> <Treat> yourself. <laughs> uh, so, Raider, hmm. what the fuck have you been up to? Uh, 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 Suffolk. Oh. Yeah, I've been to Suffolk. the country again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, had, we had an East Suffolk fuckabout. Oh. Or Suffolkabout. <laughs> Who did? Uh, I went up with the fixer. Oh yeah. And the moose. <laughs> yeah. Right old. How's your father? Yeah. In Southwold, have you been? Uh yeah, probably. Very very pretty sort of Victorian <laughs> uh, resorts. Yeah. Sandy beach huts, mm. oldie worldy pier, lighthouse. Mm. Any of it coming back to you? Yeah yeah yeah. Uh, and of course, an Adnam stronghold. Well, that's yeah. where they make it. Yeah, that's where they make it. Yeah. So I was able to enjoy numerous pints of ghost ship, just yards nice. from where it was made. Yeah, yeah. some very good pubs. Uh, the Lord Nelson was probably our favourite, and I just like to thank Cyclo for his Southwold recommendations. Right. Yeah, and there are some nice pubs around there, aren't there? Oh, and they're, they're all very nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the good restaurants are, in fact, pubs. It seems to me. Really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'd like. If you don't know Cyclo, well, if you do know Cyclo, tap him up for Southwold pub recommendations. And if you don't know him, I'll give out his number at the end of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, but it is a TV-less town. Oh, what, was there sport you wanted to see? Or, there was. or a drama or something? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm all for no TVs in pubs. Yeah. Until I want to watch the game. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, so apparently um, Adams owns most of the pubs. Mm. And they, we were told that they have a no TV edict. I didn't know that. Yeah, for their managers. Um, so luckily Moose had driven over and was able to drop us at the Randolph Hotel on the way to Wangford. <laughs> You're making them up now. <laughs> uh, for the Ireland game. But it was a yeah, timely reminder of how wonderful it would be to have a designated driver permanently with you <laughs> on the team, you know. Like a chauffeur. Yeah, or just be in London. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly, because there's no other way of getting there. Well, it would have been a long walk. Mm. Or you could have called a cab, which would have, would have come the following morning. Yeah, I'm going to say um, London, I mean any city. Go, go to a city, go mm. to a city, yeah. I mean, when we arrived in Southwold with its rich pubness, mm, mm. we were, uh, you know... Very happy, I Very think. happy, yeah, yeah. but increasingly became concerned as it, there was obviously no screens... Anyway, it was sorted. Yeah. We went out there. Survived. Lovely time. We survived. Thanks, Moose, for being our designated driver. Good lad. And um, and then the next day we were in Aldborough uh, for a visit, a double visit. First to Benjamin Britten's house. It was Benjamin Britten weekend. Okay. Yeah. Are you a fan? Yeah, bit. Yeah. Bit of a fan. Bit of a fan. Yeah, same. Um, we went to his house. The Red House, which you may remember we featured Stephen Potter's book, Gamesmanship mm. and One-Upmanship, etc. He lived there before Benjamin Britten. Good grief. And they were very pally. Oh. And when he split up with his wife, his wife and Benjamin Britten and Peter Purse uh, swapped houses. Oh. Yeah. Not wives? No. 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 Uh, Benjamin, and Benjamin and Peter weren't like that. Okay. All right. <laughs> So yeah, for me, it was double bubble. It was Benjamin Britten's house and Stephen Potter's house, mm. and um, there was uh-huh. a there, there is there in the archive a, a book gamesmanship by him inscribed to Benjamin Britten, which says congratulations on your excellent Suffolkmanship. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that involved, but it sounds yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Uh, and then we went to the incredible Snake Maltings for a concert, completely off our tits. Mm-hmm. I was asked to leave the early music instrument shop for trying to bang out some 80s house tunes on a £20,000 harpsichord. <laughs> <laughs> Quite right, that's the other things. And um, the concert was Britain's Serenade, um, which was preceded by a programme of short pieces by Holst and, and Britain himself. And the great thing about these sort of gigs, I realise, is that they're attended, generally speaking, by the elderly. <laughs> Uh, so you're never more than half an hour away from a toilet break. That's, <laughs> That's good. Ideal for ageing ravers. Like and all, me always first at the bar as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and um, then we bumped into the second violinist in the pub later, and of course the fixer totally fell in love with her, and he's arranged to go to Spain with her next week. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> so it's all, all in all a very successful weekend. Um, what about you? What have you been up to? Well, I went to uh, see some third division football with some third division refereeing uh, at uh, and third rate friends and third rate friends. <laughs> uh, the fixer, no, not the fixer. It wasn't the fixer. It was Tim and Dan. Yeah, and uh, the Dulwich Raider. Oh <laughs> yes, I do. And we went to the uh, the the River Ale House for some lovely pints. Yeah, and Tim was telling me that. Um, 
he'd come through an interdimensional gateway on mm. on, uh, on the way there, mm. um, having been to to Docklands, Greenwich uh, Foot Tunnel. Uh, yes, yes, yeah. um, yes. The time anomaly that is That's right. uh, the, the the foot tunnel where. Uh, yeah, you can work on it, repairing it for six months and age three years. Um, That's right, it all started, didn't it? He was telling us when um, a worker said, look, I'll just nip to the end and yeah. give you a wave so you can see, see if we're through. Yeah. And he got there in uh, in inordinately quick time. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. That he couldn't possibly have made it. And that's when they first discovered this rip in the time continuum. Yes, yeah. And also, it was Woolwich. The Woolwich Foot Tunnel, in ah. Greenwich. But I said to him, you know, it was Woolwich Foot Tunnel. And he's like, oh yeah, I think there's a time anomaly in uh, both of them. In both of them, yeah. yeah portals in both. It's um, a, man, a man of great detail. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the one at Woolwich, of course, you, you go in at Woolwich and you get out on the other side in Woolwich. Yeah. Now that's an anomaly. That's a geographical anomaly. Yes. Yeah, that's a time-space continuum rip. Yeah. Yeah. Thank Crazy. God we put that to bed. Mm. <laughs> Um, what else has happened oh the last days of the capital in Forest Hill which we're not in we're just in Forest Hill Road but if we (laughs) we go up that road we'll end up in Forest Hill yeah there's no point now no no really Uh, it was um, well I managed to get to say my my, pay my respects to it in the week before but it was a real pub cultural event that week yeah it was a real reminder um particularly the last, the videos of the last day, yeah. when they're sort of hand-waving and singing and standing on the tables. Mm. It's a reminder of the, the place that pubs have in people's hearts yeah, and what, what people they mean do to people. when they rip them away from us. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I went out last week with a very good turnout with um, Mr. Celery, Andy McGrath, the uh, old ruler editor. Oh, yeah. Gents, Marno, and uh, several others for a few games of darts. Mm. And then Anthony Medley, our official photographer. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sent us a video of the actual last night. Mm. I don't know if you saw it. But I did, yeah. It was amazing, wasn't it? And you could tell how it much it meant so. to so many different people. Yeah. All sort of rubbing up together for the last night in a brilliant, gorgeous building. And as someone said, Forest Hill will not see the like of that again. No. Very true. But it's understandable, you know, pubs are under pressure and I think um, Weatherspoon's only made 30 million last year, so they've got to cut, <laughs> <laughs> got to cut some corners. I mean, there are rumours, well, there were rumours it would continue as a pub. Uh, someone had made inquiries about the furniture. Uh, mm. I never trust these sort of rumours. Mm. Generally speaking, if it's going to be good news, it leaks out. Mm. If it's going to be bad news, like a church mm. or, or flats or something, mm. then everyone keeps shtum about it. Yeah. And uh, there hasn't been any official good news, so I don't think it will be a pub. It's a great two-listed building. It's impossible to heat. It's very difficult to maintain. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you can see why Spoons wanted to get rid of it. Yeah, sure. It's a, but uh, a great loss for Forest Hill. Yeah, real shame. Anyway, that's a capital of the eighth wonder of the world. We're back down to seven. Yeah. Something else I did. This has made made me feel very virtuous. Mm. I returned all the pint glasses I'd nicked from my local over the years. Oh, all the is dim- this the mugs? The mugs, the dimple mugs. Yeah, yeah. Dimple jugs. Why? Um, well, uh, I, I felt a bit guilty. They were also cluttering up my uh, cupboard. Now we're getting to the real meat of the matter. Um, well, they were very grateful because they only had three left. 
Oh. And I had four. <laughs> how, how do you uh, end up with them? Yeah, I don't really know. In what, well, certainly one time I went out for a smoke. And Never came back. And 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 uh, I came back and it was already closed. I must have been out there a while. Oh, yeah. And another time I went out for a smoke and then didn't fancy going back in <laughs> uh, because I was too stoned to be in a crowded pub. Yeah. Sometimes oh. I just wander off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do that, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. I suppose everyone's got a couple at home somehow. Yeah, but it's not right. We shouldn't need no. uh, glasses from pubs, even pubcos. Now I'm a publican. Mm. I'm a guinea. Yeah. Well done. Thank you. Yeah. I'll give you a hug for your mug. <laughs> the news. The news. 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 Is it news? Yes, it is. Uh, pub and beer news. Openings and closings? Yes. Do you so have out? Yeah, we mentioned last time out that uh, Echo Brewery, um, the African-inspired brewer opening in Peckham, hmm. uh, that is in like, Bussy Building, Copeland Park bit on the 28th of October. They open their tap room. So I'll be trying to get along there. Yeah, I think. absolutely. Um, Another one was the Elton GPO has reopened. Mm. Uh, I think they must have unanticked it a bit mm. uh, in their refurb. Okay. It's full of Portobello beers now. Okay. Uh, and that returns that nice little uh, triangle of the Rusty Bucket, the Park Tavern, and GPO. Nice. Yeah. Always good to have a triangle, if possible. Yes. A beer triangle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you went to the you went to the Tate Modern. I didn't, but um, people I know did. Uh, yeah, the Tate Modern Corner Bar has opened. Um, and um, that has, uh, yeah, something like 14 taps, I think, and, mm. and lots of bottles. Um, and, yeah, they do like a, a burning sky flight of three, three beers. Uh, quite a reasonable uh, price, I think. Um, yeah, sounds very lovely, and perhaps when we should visit next yeah. time we're uh, in SE1. Yeah, I think the fixer went there with his ex last week. Oh, yeah. And enjoyed it. But yeah, that sounds good. Let's put it on the agenda. Yeah. yeah. Is, is it open in the afternoon? Maybe we could do a podcast from there. That'd be good, wouldn't it? Yeah. 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 Archive. Sure, we can find another SE1, one we haven't been to. There's a new, well, it's probably not new at all, the um, Mondo. Um, in Borough now. Okay. In Dirty Lane, which I believe is named after me. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we might also just add that that Dutch bar we've been wanging on about mm. um, the last couple of episodes is now open on the Bermsey Beer, beer Mile. Great. And uh, if it ain't Dutch, it ain't much. And it's what, 22 taps of Dutch? There's a lot beer, of taps and yeah. more to go in. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll definitely get to that. that I think uh, one of these uh, podcasts coming up, I would think. Yeah, except it doesn't open in the week. It's only open on uh, in the daytime. It doesn't open in the week. Right. So we might have to do a Friday or a Saturday. We'll find a way. We'll find a way. Don't mm. you worry about us. We're mm. good. We're fine. <laughs> We're drinking beer half one in the afternoon. <laughs> Everything's golden. Um, Chris News? Shirkers news. Shirkers news. Pub and beer news. I've got a little bit of Shirkers update. Okay. Uh, obviously, we had our um, 
Oktoberfest and the Verdant Tap Takeover, which yeah. was amazing. Yeah. The Verdant beers were delicious. I just caught the end of that on Did Sunday. You? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And um, coming up, we've got open mic tonight, if you're listening on Thursday. And then we've got a green hop weekend. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, with beers from Mutineers, Bexley, Broccoli, and North Down. Right. Look at me doing mm. things from memory. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that's all weekend, Friday to Saturday. Um, do, you, do you like a, hop, a green hop? I do like a green hop yeah. very much, yeah, yeah. They're slightly unusual. Yeah. And when you first drink them, you think, oh, I'm not sure about this. Mm. Can and be quite intense. Can't yeah, it? they can. Mm. And then halfway down, you think, maybe I do like it. By the end of it, you think, well, I'll have another one. And then by the end of the night, you're thinking, when's green hop weekend next year? Yeah. I yeah. love it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like all beer styles, it's kind of, you know, they're not all good, um, but when you yeah. get a good one, oh, Jesus, amazing! Yeah, um, and then um, it's International Crisp Sandwich Day again. Oh, excellent! On the 25th, okay, Wednesday the 25th, where we celebrate the feast of St. Crispin, <laughs> the man who put the crisp in. <laughs> And I can announce that we'll be launching some very special new crisps on that day. Woohoo! And obviously we will have uh, slabs and all the other selection. Mm. But the crisps that we have mentioned on this very podcast Ooh, will be available. And that is the latest on the Shirkers. Apart from to say thank you very much to Pellicle Magazine for writing us up. Yeah, fantastic article yeah. in Pellicle. Yeah. That, uh, you can... It was a, a lovely thing to wake up to this afternoon. <laughs> yeah, very supportive, and thank you to David uh, Dayson for writing it, mm. and for Lily, Lily for the pictures. Yeah. Uh, which are excellent, I thought. Um, yeah, great. So, uh, that's Shirker's news, and now crisp news. Now crisp news. Yeah, now. We've, we've, got, uh, we've got some pretty special tastings going on here. Um, yeah, what have we got? Oh yes, this one. Oh my god. We have got Wagyu dripping roast potato flavour crisps. Potato flavour crisps. Yeah. But with Wagyu dripping, dripping all over them. Or do you want to start the cheese course? No, if, I'll finish with the cheese. You want to finish cheese. with the cheese? Okay, <laughs> go on in. Oh, crinkle. Crinkle cut crisps, yeah. Wagyu dripping. Mm. Mm. I don't think I've ever had Wagyu beef, so I don't really know. I mean, it's, it's mm. just marbled, isn't it? Very finely marbled throughout Wagyu yes. beef mm. with fat. Mm. 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 Oh, God, I like that. Mm. I'm getting a lot of, more rosemary than anything else. Yeah, quite herby as well. Um, but there's also the fat of dead animal. <laughs> Yeah, I saw the someone called the British Crisp Council gave them eight point four mm. on Twitter. So, uh, oh, it's very good. Very good. Who makes them? Aldi. 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 Mm. Aldi. Aldi. Um, I mean, there are tons of crisp. There are only a couple of packs of these left. I bet. Get down Aldi quick. Mm. And now for the cheese course, the Baron by God cheese and onion. Mm. Again, these are English Heritage crisps. Mm. Baron by God is uh, a freestyle cheese. 
oozing golden with a touch of citrus. Mm, nice. I mean, we've had mm. these mentioned before, but we, mm. have we not tasted them before? They're very good. That's yeah. very good, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, really are. Where did you pick those up from? Were they sent, um, sent by a lady fan? They, I picked them up at a market in Cardiff. Mm. Mm. We've got, yeah. Brilliant. Main course and pudding. Yeah. We often don't eat the crisps that we open on mm. this podcast because there's so many of them, but today I don't think that's going to be an issue. No, it's not. <laughs> what else have we got in crisp news? Well, there's a few new flavours that we've been sent. Mm. Um, Ned James uh, hit us up with uh, Pizza Hut Pepperoni Feast. Oh, which he was a little bit underwhelmed by. Was I just he? thought it just, just you know, double or even treble the flavouring. Right. It was good. Yeah. But it was just a bit weedy. Well, he knows he knows his stuff. And um, Cyclo um, sent in a picture of some. We've had pig in blankets flavour crisps before, haven't we? Mm. Especially around the Christmas season. Mm. But these were pig in blankets flavour peanuts. That seems like gilding the lily to me, in a way. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you could say wrapping bacon around a sausage is gilding, gilding the lily. Gilding a lily, yeah, I could. Um, and then a couple of them that came to our attention, Tyrrell's got a new flavour out. Mm. Black garlic and sour cream. Mm. Sounds interesting. Yeah. I'd go for that. I wonder what the difference there is between that and garlic with sour cream. <laughs> <laughs> in yeah. terms of the flavour mm. um, yeah that I don't know several people sent us Christmas pudding flavour good grief um, Goose was wondering you know our, our other uh, Chris correspondent if we hadn't already had seen those a couple of years ago mm. it's quite possible I thought we should maybe have a section on here things we think we might have done before yes because we did one last month didn't we we did we, it turns out we've done it before yeah and I nearly did it this this month with them. Um, you remember the? Do you remember the um, girl guides had a chippy hike mm. badge? <laughs> Someone mm. sent me that the other day, and I was going, "Oh, that's brilliant!" <laughs> and, um, but it turns out we did it last year. <laughs> yeah, we did. Um, um, but Christmas you, pudding, yeah. There's um, so there's a couple of versions of it. The Tesco have done one. That's right. Yeah. And Walkers, maybe. Yeah. It's madness. Christmas it sounds like madness. pudding flavor crisps. It's the salt, whole salt and sweet thing gone mad, isn't it? Mm. Um, we might have to get a packet. We might have to, yeah. Just to try them next time. Is, is there it, nothing is it that can't be turned time? into a... <laughs> no, there isn't. Do you remember? Shark and cannabis. <laughs> you, you, had, you had to check there wasn't a shark and cannabis flavour. <laughs> it won't be long before you're saying happy Christmas to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, happy Christmas. <laughs> um... And then uh, finally on these uh, flavours, who sent in this one? Oh, Keith Flett. Uh, yeah. He oh, yeah. the letter writing um, beard. The beard liberation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, submitted baked camembert and hot honey flavour. Interesting. Yeah. Again, what's the difference in flavour between hot honey mm. and honey? Yeah, I mean, is the honey hot when you're. The, the crisps aren't hot, are they? No. So they sort of formally hot honey. Well, it's the flavour of hot honey. Flavour of hot honey. I mean, there's such thing as spicy honey. Yeah. Oh, maybe it means spicy honey. Could, 
could be, yeah. I, I, no, I, I think it would be called spicy honey. It would be, wouldn't it? Yeah. Because yeah. I had um, a pepperoni pizza with spicy honey at the Verdant Tap Room. Oh. Which worked very Crisps well. or pizza? Pizza, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What else we got? Um, well, on some more um, generic news. Um, bad news for fans of a particular Walker's Crisp flavour. Oh, yeah. Submission from Goose. Have you been struggling to find Worcester sauce flavour lately? From Walker's, yes. Well, I've got bad news for you. It's now confirmed the flavour has been discontinued. Good grief. Yeah. Well, I can confirm Tato's still do it. Oh, that's good. So, so it does persist. It does persist. Fans have flocked to Twitter to lament the loss of these god-tier crisps. Mm. One said, Walker's sacking off Worcester sauce crisps is absolutely criminal. Mm. As if the dam damage hadn't been done enough by getting rid of beef and onion. Oh, it's got a point. It's got yeah. a point there. Yeah, yeah. When I saw the notes, Walker's scraps flavour... I yeah. thought, what kind of scraps? Bacon scraps. Oh, <laughs> no, no, unfortunately no. not. Isn't it sad yeah, I thought news? it was good news, but it's actually sad news. And uh, finally, uh, uh, in crisp news, um, Helen Saxon from Money's, Money Savings Expert got in touch. Are you fam familiar with Money Savings Expert? Yes. It's the free consumer champion come life hack service. Uh, she got in touch to say that they're conducting a massive experiment to find the ultimate salt and vinegar crisp. Okay. And she sent a photo of them in their meeting room with yeah. Martin, uh, with 40 bowls set out. Filled, wow. Each filled with... Comprehensive. Yeah, salt and vinegar crisps. It's the kind of science we could never get to. Mm. Um, due to uh, laziness. Incompetence? Yeah, something like that. Anyway, the results are imminent and we will we'll repost on the deserted channels. Good right. to see Money Savings Expert getting involved. Yeah. Um, drug news. Yeah, one little bit of drug news. Um, I'll have a half. <laughs> uh, we are, of course, in the month of Halloween. The, uh, yeah. the greatest American holiday uh, <laughs> isn't even a holiday. Ooh. Don't even get a day off. Yeah. Um, but uh, Fox News have been warning people. Officials have said, trick-or-treaters beware of marijuana candy. Oh. People giving children edibles. Mm. Um, and someone responded on social media. OK Julia said, absolutely no one on the planet will give away their edibles for free to your children. <laughs> Please grow up. <laughs> <laughs> Would you give me edibles if I showed up at your door on Halloween? Well, only Dressed if I was confused. <laughs> I'll give you a hug. Uh, <laughs> only if I was confused and mm. just found some, you know, jellies at the bottom of the that's, that larder. That could happen. Could yeah, happen. Especially with a stone happens. person. Yeah. No, no one's going to give them away on purpose. I agree with OK Julia. Yeah, and I think um, the Department of Homeland Security have been warning, you know, people. I mean, they're not worried about guns. Mm. They're worried about edibles. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you can have the guns. Daft buggers. <laughs> um, okay, on to other news. Other news. Yeah, there is some other news. Okay. Um, I seem to put an item over here. Sick note system overhaul. Okay. The sick note system is to be overhauled. The clue's actually in the headline. Okay. Uh, ministers are planning a major overhaul of the sick note system. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting the idea. 
<laughs> in a bid to help get more people to work. Oh. <laughs> oh Can it be a coincidence, Vinny, that we featured an item on Sick Notes last month? I don't know, we have one every month. With, read- <laughs> with readings from our book. Uh, oh, right. Oh, I see, yes. And yeah. advice yeah. on how to call in sick, People are listening to this podcast. They're listening. They're listening. <laughs> that if is the point, though. And if you are... Uh, listening from the work and work department of work and pensions. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think we got rid of them. Uh, yeah, it can't be a coincidence. Um, mm. Anyway, patients uh, 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 could be triaged by a local medic, such as a mental health uh, practitioner, right. in a treat them first approach instead of just declaring them unfit to work, which they currently do. Like they just tick the box. Okay, this isn't for sick days. This is for like long term, longer term. I think it's maybe a little bit of both. Right. I mean, they're going to come to your bedroom. Every long term sickness starts with a sick day. Yeah. Let's remember that. That's true. <laughs> um, they're being drawn up by the Work and Pension Secretary Mel Stride and Health Secretary Steve Barkley in a bid to reduce the number of people routinely signed off sick. What they're trying to do is break up this holy alliance between skivers mm. and overworked doctors <laughs> who just sign you off to get there and get you out of their hair. Yeah. Um, and this process is a great British institution yeah. and must be saved. Yeah, absolutely. Someone needs to start a petition. We'd do it, but mm. due to the can't. aforementioned can't be botheredness, mm. we can't get round to it. Mm. Anyway, watch out for that. Yeah. You sick noters. Um, Austria is Austria boring? Yeah, I don't know. I've not, not really been for more than a few minutes. No, I, I've been for a few days. I can't remember. Anyway, the FT claims it's boring. Okay, and quite a mean piece. Really? Yeah. Even Vienna? Even Vienna. Um, however, Emma Stump was at pains to remind us mm-hmm. that our favourite European political party. The Beer Party <laughs> operates out of Austria, and since we last spoke about them around six months ago or so, is now polling at around 12%. Come on! <laughs> Come on, a beer party. Um, if you, you may recall, the Beer Party is campaigning on a ticket of a beer fountain for Vienna, <laughs> a 50% tax on Rattlers and other atrocities. <laughs> A monthly barrel of beer to all, all Austrian households. Yeah. And a Radler buyback programme, <laughs> exchanging Radlers for real beer. Twelve percent. It's not. I mean, we're not, not even joking. Boring. Not boring. Not boring. Not boring. Um, right. Um, finally, for news. Hmm. At Deserta, uh, we're very strong advocates, aren't we, of being kind to yourself. Yeah. Of looking after yourself. Yeah. Of ensuring you treat yourself right. Is this another? Am I going to have another hug? Yes. Come over (laughs) over it. Well, possibly. And yet, no. (laughs) (laughs) Treat yourself right, we're always saying, in the face of life's onslaught. But would you marry yourself? Yes. Yes, you would. Yes, I would. You'd marry yourself for the sex alone, wouldn't you? Yeah. (laughs) It would be fantastic. (laughs) Well, divorcee Andrea Johnson did just that. She proposed to herself on Valentine's Day, flew to Mexico and held a private wedding ceremony. Mm. Uh, she says, I, in my first marriage, I made the mistake of dedicating myself to loving someone else unconditionally without giving myself that same love first. Mm. Because I spent the majority of my life trying to satisfy other people, I decided to do this for myself. 
She nice. married herself, four grand it cost her. Uh, she said, the cake and champagne were the added bonus at the end of the evening, and I didn't have to share with anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, if you want to sort of idea, up the yeah. ante. Yeah. Although I think I did have that. Uh, that was one of my dating columns, basically, in the 90s. Oh, was it? <laughs> We don't speak about that anymore. We don't anymore. No, no, no. <laughs> Due to the title. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, for God's sake, let's go and have another pint somewhere. Please. Um, gasping. Gasping. Ne oh. Nearly finished this one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What we should say about the um, Watson's General Telegraph, where we're at. It's got, it's got a huge garden. Splendid garden, yes. It, it claims on a sign outside to be the best pub garden south of the river. Hmm. I'm not sure about that. No. Personally, I prefer the Fox on the Hill, which is actually a real garden. But also, the next pub we're going to may lay claim to the greatest beer garden south of the river. Right, yeah. It's just down the road. Yeah. Also in East Dulwich. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it opposite Peckham, Peckham Rye? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, in East Dulwich, opposite Peckham Rye. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and what else can we say? It's got a beautiful interior, a real, real, a real heritage pub interior, British right. heritage Victorian pub interior, nineteen thirties uh, interior. Yeah. Okay. Um, and also this massive, um, this massive garden. It's just down the road, and also has a slightly confusing name for where it is. If it wasn't confusing enough already. Yeah. <laughs> and it is confusing enough already for me. <laughs> Okay, um, can you guess where we're going next? If you can, award yourself a lovely pint. So, here we are. Yeah, and we are in the Hearn Tavern. Yeah, the Hearn um, Tavern. Beautiful is interior. Mm, isn't it lovely? Uh, also in the massive garden, the rains have come. Yes, we were here for the last of the sun, weren't we? But we're yeah. instead here for the first of the rain. We certainly are. But we've got a table with a fire and uh, a view of the extensive garden. It is a lovely garden, isn't it? Yeah. And it's much Possibly more superior to the... The Watsons. The Watsons? Yeah, I think so, yeah. 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 So it sort of feels greener. Yeah, it feels yeah. like a garden. So it's a very bold claim for the Watsons, yeah. less than half a mile from a better garden. <laughs> That's marketing for you. <laughs> exactly. Print a legend. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, lovely beer. We've got a nice pint of uh, Sussex Best here, yep. which I remember Arby's, yep. kept us going uh, in the lockdown. Mm. They would, you could come here and they'd sell you a flagon of it to go and oh. eat a drink on the green, you know, on the rye. Mm. Sensational. Yes. So you claim we're in East Dunwich yeah. still? We're in an SC22, mm. yeah, on the very border with Peckham because when we once described this as being in Peckham we got quite a hot mailbag yeah hot mailbag bulging you don't want a hot mailbag no not negative <laughs> <laughs> um, all right um, on with what we loosely call the show mm -hmm. um, we've got a return of Deserter Island crisps now, yes. as we have to call it. Um, yes, we couldn't do it last month, could we? No. Of the lawyers. We got a letter from the BBC. You remember, remember we had an item called Desert Island crisps, mm -hmm. and we got a letter from the BBC asking us to cease and desist. Yeah. And uh, we came up with the alternative name, 
deserter island crisps, mm -hmm. you know, in which you know, someone's sent to a desert island and chooses their crisps, three yeah. favourite crisps. Yeah. We've got a deserter island crisps. And um, we're about to crack on with it. And then we got another letter from the BBC, didn't we? Mm. They like that one. Yeah. They said, oh, we like that. Can we change Desert Island Discs to Deserter Island Discs? <laughs> and we were like, no. No. Our lawyers said <laughs> Anyway, it's back. Litigation continues. Yeah. Um, we're going to carry on with Deserter Island Crisps. If I accidentally get it wrong, mm. it's 10 grand. <laughs> Each time, yeah. Okay. So deserter island crisps. Yeah. And um, who have we got on our deserter island? Sarita Puri, oh. top chef, teacher, and uh, diversity guru. Mm. And uh, well, we've asked her. What, you know, they, if, for those unfamiliar with the format, and let's face it, it has been two months during this extended litigation period. Yeah, I've forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> People. Um, come up with their three favourite uh, pub snacks that they would take to a desert island or a deserted island mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and in addition to that they're allowed uh, one pub and one pint mm. to, to keep them happy and um, Sarita sent hers in um, shall I kick off the crisps kick off. first yeah, um, we'll number take. one for Sarita, a sign of a good crisp is how well it goes in a sandwich. Mm. And she stands by her all-time favourite of McCoy's Rock Salt Ridge Cut, mm. no longer manufactured. Well. The ultimate plain crisp, in my opinion, she says. I believe they were more salty than your regular ready-salted, but that might have just been clever marketing by using the word rock. <laughs> For optimum consumption, put at least two layers of crisp between two slices of Warburton's white toasty bread covered in lashings of butter, Oof. ideally with cup noodles on the side to dip said sandwich in. Triple carbs for the win. Oh, you dirty girl. Straight I love at you. number one. <laughs> <laughs> um, my next has got to be an ode to my Scottish roots with Mackey's Haggis and Black Pepper, which are veggie and vegan friendly, almost nutty mm. peppered crisp. Uh, Mackies are also a perfect thickness. I'd say three kettle chips glued together. Mm, quite thick. Yeah and have a slight dust to them that makes them exceptionally Moorish. Also cracking in a sandwich. Yeah. I hope Sarita's going to be back in time for because she's on the tour of America at the moment. But Is she? I hope she's back in time for a crisp sandwich day on October the 25th. So mm, mm. <laughs> Finally for Sarita, and this is a tough one, but I'm going to go with co-fresh co co chilli and lemon grills. Okay. Typically found in South Asian stores or the ambiguous world food section of supermarkets, these win for many reasons. Firstly, they're not a regular snack size, but they're also not a large pack, making them just right for gobbling in one go. Mm. Second, they're usually pretty cheap or on offer. Third, the intense flavour woos you in with a sense of citrus security just to be smacked in the face with the chilli heat. Oh keeps you on your toes and life will get boring on a desert island without that deserted island, island. <laughs> yes i know what she means about the world food section i mean where's everything else from yes exactly <laughs> yeah yeah uh, and she's gone on to notable absences oh yeah the ones she left behind yeah these are some sometimes you learn more about a person Yourself. from the ones they left behind and yeah. the ones they choose yeah uh so plain hula hoops because they are the mm. OG Mighty Potato Snack. Original they... gravity. <laughs> uh. 
What is OG? Uh, is it original gangster? Is it? Okay. Um, they make excellent cheese cutters. So use like a cookie cutter straight into a block of cheese. Eat in one go. You're welcome. That is a life pro tip. <laughs> From a top chef. Yeah. Bacon, wheat, crunchies. No pigs harmed in the making of these. Pure mm. flavour. Maybe a bit much after the fourth <laughs> pack. Um, little crusty crop paprika crisps. Uh, they've been there through many ups and downs. Always reliable. Mm. M&S salt and black pepper combo mix. Oh, yeah. A tombola of goodness with every handful. And Walker's mango gut and chutney poppadoms. They're just genius. Yeah, they're I'd quite popular in my house as yeah. well. So on to Sarita's a pint and pub. She's put them together and you'll see why. Um, she says, I went round the houses considering several glorious pubs of my hometown Edinburgh or many haunts explored during my various travels, but it's got to be a pint of Devon Mist at the Blythe Hill Tavern. Oh. I won't say too much about this pub, for obvious reasons. Yes. You may recall that Sarita is one that tells us off every time we mention it, because yes. it's making it too popular. Yes. Uh, I won't say too much about this pub, but let's just say I didn't move to within a two-minute walk from a less than a ten-minute walk for no reason. <laughs> so she actually moved eight minutes nearer. Yeah. Devon Mist is a lesser-known cider that's kept in the basement of the Blythe and only really advertised if you know where to look. It has to be drunk by the pint as it's simply unfair to ask the bar staff to go down those stairs for just a half. <laughs> Plus it's so quaffable a pint will be gone in seconds. Devon Mist, a still hazy, slightly sweet cider, is quite simply delicious. I would say that it's probably the most perfect cider ever but it's hard to extrapolate the joy from the simple act of being in the Blythe. Mm. A regular was once getting me a pint in and said, what is it you want again? A pint of weather? <laughs> <laughs> and that sums up everything I love about this cider and this pub. Wow, beautiful. Thank you very much, Sarita. Yeah. Reader's letters. Okay, uh, we got sent a letter from um, Flanner. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, he's on Twitter as Radical Diletta One. Oh. But that was very hard to remember. Mm. So I just called him Flanner. He sent us a, uh, a DM or something similar. Listening to one of your old pubcasts, I heard you say someone with a high crisp diet would need to add a source of vitamin C. You will, I think, be pleased to learn that weight for weight, crisps have 369.6% more vitamin C than an apple. What? Plus many other benefits. And this isn't just like a, a random statement. He supplied a chart. Yeah. That shows that crisps contain more vitamin C than apple. That, that's hard to believe. It's hard to believe, isn't it? Mm. But it is a chart. Okay, well, yeah, yeah. That's right, so that's perfect. Thank you very much, Flanner. Uh, it's amazing what you learn listening to this podcast. Mm. Not least of which is what a wonderful world we live in, where a crisp is healthier than an apple. And well, a packet yeah. keeps a doctor away. Yes, packet a day keeps the doctor <laughs> away. We also had a letter from uh, the corporate deserter who, who uh, hmm. older re uh -oh. listeners might remember. I can't do the voice though.
I am the corporate deserter. I earn a six-figure salary. And I do fuck all. My intention. <laughs> so, yeah, imagine that voice. Yes. To, my intention was to have two weeks of clean eating, fibre and lean protein, four-hour workouts, ocean swims, meditation, lots of reading. Where is he? However, it turns out that the Dominican Republic has some of the best rum on the planet, (laughs) exceedingly strong and cheap cocaine, and hot girls who love rum and cocaine. (laughs) It's a frigging disaster. The local dealer is called Solutions Johnson. (laughs) And boy, does he have solutions. (laughs) So sorry to hear your... um, your your detox has gone so badly right. You're a bomb dosser. Okay, this one in from America, from Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, a 62-year-old man who uh, may be considered uh, the laziest man ever. Um, Dennis Leroy Anderson took his lazy boy chair, the recliner, of course, that comes attached with a fridge, Mm. Um, so you can laze around for hours uh, not having to get up to get a beer and he modified it using a lawnmower motor so he could drive it <laughs> you know what this this sounds a little bit familiar oh god have we had this before no, where's should... it from I don't know no. I don't know um, what we should do is have a section for yeah. bits that we may or may not have done before yeah I think we've we never should... thought that before no apart from ten minutes ago yeah I think we should actually because yeah, we just don't have a memory, and we're not listening to all these fucking podcasts to find out. <laughs> what we've... I mean, to be fair, we have been doing this podcast for years, and I think that would be an early one. Right. Is it a motorised lazy boy? It, yes. And yes. He, and he took it down the pub. Yes, and he got nicked. <laughs> he got nicked after having eight or nine beers. He got stopped by police for being drunk in charge of a chair. <laughs> It's too good. Too it's good. Too Let's good. have it every month. <laughs> okay. Um, the other one I've got is just a brief one. Um, somebody tweeted, people do this kind of thing. What are your gym goals? Shit. And somebody replied, going. <laughs> <laughs> so it's either Dennis Leroy Anderson, possibly again. Yeah. Or Fine Godmother, who replied, going <laughs> fine godmother that was her that was her handle name okay yeah um it's dennis lee roy anderson isn't it it's gotta be hasn't yeah, it? yeah yeah for the second time possibly you're a bomb dosser what scene i've never heard of it i don't know what you mean you're talking to me <laughs> a scene sms sms what I don't know, officer. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it is, of course. The social media scene. The social media scene. Um, what you got? I've got a couple of things that made me chuckle. Um, Chris on Twitter said, Harry Winks not wearing number 40 is still the biggest issue in football. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's got a point, hasn't he? Uh, uh, has he? <laughs> can, can you see it? Winks. Oh, yes. 40. 40. 40 winks. Apparently, he was offered it and turned it down oh. at, at Leicester, where he's gone. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Joe Root's gone for 66. Yes, exactly. Come on, Harry. 40 winks is much better. Absolutely. Um, Chris goes on to say, if this was the US, you'd have a range of mattresses at least by now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he could be a, a perfect... We, we should sponsor him. Yes. Pompey, make a note. <laughs> we need the commercial manager on it immediately. Mm. Um, and I also saw, you may have, you may have uh, read, uh, and perhaps this should have been a news item, um, that uh, fags have effectively now been banned for the under-14s. Were they not banned before that? They are, but I mean, um, they will never be able to buy them. Whatever age they get to. Exactly. Nice. So the sales are progressively prohibited mm. to those born after 2009. I haven't done the maths. No. I won't surprise no. you to learn. No. But um, Tom Hamilton on Twitter said, next year's 14-year-olds will have spent their whole lives under a Tory government. Nobody needs a fag more than they do. <laughs> Fair enough. You're not thinking about them, are you? Yeah. You're not thinking about them. Yeah, I mean, that, I felt that when, when fags were banned in football oh. stadium. Oh, yeah. Because I thought if there's any time you need a fag, it's watching your team live. Yes. I mean, where's the, where's the sympathy? Yeah, fair enough, yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah. Um, I saw a tweet from John Simpson, the newsreader. Mm. He said um, he once met a British oil exec in Lagos. The day before, he'd been to a disastrous party at a top minister's house. The invitation said, fancy dress compulsory. He had no fancy dress, but was an enthusiastic scuba diver and by chance had his gear with him. He dressed up, took a cab to the house, rather surprising the driver, squelched up the drive in his wetsuit, mask and fins, climbed the steps and found himself in the midst of the party. All the men were wearing dinner jackets, since in Nigeria, <laughs> Fancy dress means black tie. Oh, <laughs> he fled back down the drive and understand we had problems getting a cab to take him home. <laughs> Still, he was a British oil exec, so fuck him. <laughs> um, something else um, I saw was about the British and their insults, the mm. variety of insults mm. we use. Uh, World class, I imagine. Yes, yes, somebody... Uh, well, yeah, just odd sometimes. Yeah. Somebody put on, on uh, Reddit, the British are hilarious. I can't get over how anything can be an insult. I've been called anything from a sausage to a door. <laughs> Shut at your door. <laughs> if I do something wrong, I expect a hilarious but fitting insult. Today, I bumped into someone on accident going through a door. The reply was, you utter bread loaf. <laughs> And of course, someone responded saying, it's by accident, you melon. <laughs> Which was followed by, on accident, might be the worst thing Americans say. It's worse than could care less. Because at least you can see how that could sound right if you didn't think about it. But on accident, it's so obviously nonsensical. Get a hold of yourself, Americans. <laughs> I'm going to start saying it. <laughs> Somebody else said, Tuna fish. Why do they say tuna fish? I'm going to make a tuna fish sandwich. Is there another thing called a tuna? I don't know. There isn't a fish. It's just tuna, right? 
<laughs> they have to specify, otherwise everyone would think they're having a guitar tuna sandwich. <laughs> but that's only because they couldn't read the small print without their eyeglasses. <laughs> I forgot about eyeglasses. Anyway, I'm just going out now. I'm going to put my foot shoes on my and, and my torso jacket. <laughs> Uh, and, and go horseback riding because uh, I'm glad they specified it was horseback riding because I was about to sit on top of its head <laughs> but that wasn't the only thread on uh, British insults this is just a brief one but um, someone said yeah what's, a, what's an insult that feels 100% British to me it's calling someone a donut mm. only a British person could use such a word in a manner to insult someone donuts have no quality it's food so surely there's no way to use it to imply someone is stupid or a fool. Enter the Brits. Absolute melt. Also, turbo melt is one I've come across. I also like turbo nonce as an insult. <laughs> and, and, and finally someone said, I got called a cone-wanking turbo nonce once. <laughs> cone-wanking? <laughs> I don't know what this is all about. I no, I don't. Yeah, over to you. <laughs> Uh, well, I wonder if some of them are, some of them are done on purpose. You know, people are saying by uh, purpose. Yes, they're done, <laughs> done by purpose <laughs> you know, on accident. It's made uh, so. Because um, my next one is about deliberately mispronouncing things. Seamus O'Reilly, the famously uh, yeah. shop proof beats. Yes. Tweeted one very underrated pick me up is deliberately mispronouncing things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Commit to saying apples for apples or bananas <laughs> for bananas and you'll see results in days. Only ever pronouncing Moby as Mobby has been an absolute game changer for my mental health and I'd recommend <laughs> it to anyone. <laughs> and um, it reminded me of uh, Victor Lewis Smith who um, used to pronounce Radio Times like it was Greek, like radiotomies. <laughs> Is that like a chili's heel? <laughs> yes. Got a sneezing. <laughs> yes, yeah, a chili's heel, that's a good one. Uh, of course, Nigella, you may remember, caused absolute mayhem with her microwave. Yes. Yeah, people didn't, people thought she was serious or <laughs> they got cross about it. Um, and it, um, you know, it was a great thread. People were lobbing in their other uh, mock Greek mispronunciations, including perhaps eyeglasses in English. Mm. We might say spectacles, but you could also be spectacles, <laughs> as in uh, bicycles and testicles, as in mind your testicles when you ride your bicycles. <laughs> uh, Tara Montaigne chipped in with, I always think epitome is a good one, for the epitome of course. Mm. Sounds like the ultimate book of all time. And it's wonderful how a simple skellington will drive people barmy. <laughs> yeah. And I'm the same with chimney. <laughs> yeah. I usually say chimney. And yeah. of course, all the other ones, not necessarily, not necessarily. Yeah. Call me an ambience, <laughs> Minellium dome, yeah. and of course, Muriel for mural. Yes. Um, now I'm wondering if people are actually here, and I think are genuinely mispronouncing things, are just doing it for fun, to cheer themselves up. And why not? I'm all for it. Mm. Um, Taking it a bit further, Gret on uh, in the thread says he will regularly go into a pub and ask <laughs> and ask for a package of crisps. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, 
Seamus replied that if he ever gets bored, he should try asking for crisps. <laughs> a package of crisps. <laughs> <laughs> um, or a slice of paper. <laughs> Quite like that one as well. And, when, and there were a few people lobbed in with their favourite names to mispronounce. There was uh, the footballer John Fashanu, <laughs> the lead singer of The Police, String, <laughs> uh, and U2 is particularly rich because they've got both the uh, guitarist, The Hedge, <laughs> and their singer, Bonio. <laughs> I mean, we've all done it, haven't we? We have. They all sound familiar, don't they? Yeah, it's, it's something we're all at. Um, Simon James chips in about his parents. My parents have always inexplicably, inexplicably pronounced the sweets Mentos as Mentos. Yeah. <laughs> as in, would you like a Mentos? Mm. Even when they're offering, you know, a singular one. And actually, my, Mrs. Raider got told off by the kids for calling WhatsApp, WhatsApp. <laughs> <laughs> It's after the advert. What's up? Oh. What's up? Um, Max McLean uh, wrote, I exclusively refer to Alan Keys as Alan's Keys, <laughs> and my girlfriend threatened to leave me. <laughs> and finally, Anthony Zonfrelli said, My partner and I pronounce everything ending in CE in Italian. Lettuce? No. That's Letucci. <laughs> problems with our finances? No, sir. We have problems with our finances. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, he says. Instant exuberance. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I'd probably split it up with him, I think. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's really, it's tapped into something there. I think yes, a, a lot, lot of those people are very do. familiar. Yeah, they're all mm. very familiar. So some of it's a habit that we're all cheering ourselves up by deliberately mispronouncing things. Yeah, specifically men <laughs> Mentos. <laughs> <laughs> do you say Mentos? I have done. Yeah. I'm sure I have done. Yeah. 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 Or I've heard yeah. someone do so. Yeah, yeah. Why not? I think that's all we've got time for, isn't it? I think it probably is. Thank you very much for coming out with us to this pub garden special. Mm -hmm. I think we, we reckoned we've got a couple of months sitting outside, didn't we? Uh, yeah, well, the, we the, the, the temperature's good, but the rains are coming, mm. and so it has proved. And both of these, in the Herney Tavern and the Watson's General <laughs> Telegraph, <laughs> have lovely gardens uh, with, with actual fires yeah. available, yeah, should the yeah. chill get you. Um, right. We're probably off. Do you fancy something to eat? I'm getting a bit peckish. Yeah, well, we've still got some crisps. Got some crisps left? Yeah. Could you pass me the package? <laughs> <laughs> my, um, I, one of my first wives was very, was, was very troubled by the word crisps because she was American and called mm. them chips. Mm. And um, so she'd always call them, she was, she'd say crisps. Pss, pss, pss. <laughs> Just because it, she thought there was too, too much many, assonance and too many consonants. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm, mm. Crisps, pss, pss, pss. <laughs> as in deserter island crisps. Pss, pss. <laughs> I think we've got the new name for the section, yeah, haven't yeah, we? Yeah, we should get. <laughs> yeah. People often ask me about the twins. Actually, you know, yeah. how, how did you tell them apart? Mm. But um, it's quite easy actually, because one of them had long hair, and the other had a massive penis. <laughs> on that bombshell. <laughs> See you next time. See you For next Desert time. Island crisps. <laughs> oh no! It's Desert Island's 10 grammars because it's 10 grammars.